Welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you are joined by myself, Drew, and my colleague, Phil. Unfortunately, Kent can't be here this week. He's been looking for love in older on places. Anyway, back with the show. How are you this week, Philip? Oh, yes, Mr. Drew. I'm just fine and dandy. Thank you very much. Fine and dandy. Just fine and, and dandy. That's... Oh, I am also just fine and dandy. That's the way. That's exactly the way. That's exactly, exactly, exactly the way. Yeah. That is how we roll on this show. Isn't that right? Well, you know, yeah, it goes without saying. Well, I mean, you have to say it on this show because there's no visual cues to give it away. So, yeah, we do have to say it then. Yeah, we do have to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine it being a visual process when when we record in separate houses. Um, no, unfortunately, that's one of the things. That's where one of us has to build a purpose-built, you know, state-of-the-art broadcasting studio. We have talked about this, we although state-of-the-art. Yeah, yeah, state-of-the-art for us is more like let's go buy a shed from Bunnings and soundproof yes. it. Yes, yeah, it's true. Except, you know, when I, I live under the flight path, so I don't know how... I think that would take a fair bit of insulation. It, I it, would build... Yeah. I don't know. I would build mine on the terrace outside my room, you know? Mm. Could work. Could. But, yeah, you know, like I said, if, if it was if it was at my place, uh, I think that, you know, the, the shed could be like, I don't know, two by two. It could be a perfect square, two by two. And when you open the door... It, probably be, be about the same size as like i don't know be about 30 centimeters by 30 centimeters because of the amount of insulation just to avoid the sound of the planes avoid the heat yeah we'd almost have to build a log cabin in your backyard to do this a brick cabin solid brick Ooh. with some dampers underneath to make sure the vibrations don't pass through have it with a massive um air channel between the two two uh, external pieces of brick build out a hebel or something like that and uh stuff yeah, it with lots and lots of insulation yeah because we'd also have to soundproof the floor for all the tunneling going on under your house yes which sometimes does keep me up at night but i haven't heard it for some time thankfully well that's a good start mm, it's moving on it's moving on it seems like indeed exactly right uh, speaking of moving on yes that's what we should do? Yes, Move right is. along. Okie dokie. Now, uh, <laughs> we don't normally reference what was said in the uh, welcome to the show, but on this occasion we will, because you mentioned Alderon. Now, uh, that's quite relevant uh, to us, is it not, Mr. Drew? It is indeed. Why we, is that relevant? Uh, we had the absolute pleasure this week of seeing this year's Star Wars movie, Solo. Now, of course, this movie has been kind of slammed a fair bit in, uh, or by reviewers. It's, it's been a hot topic like. because it it actually got reviewed quite well. Did it? I thought it got reviewed quite badly. I read quite that it was quite. It, but it's it's interesting. It it got reviewed quite well, but it got reviewed quite poorly for a Star Wars movie. 
that's where the rub is. Yeah. Because it currently sits on Rotten Tomatoes at 70%. Which is pretty that's not, good. That's not bad. No, that's pretty um, good. Currently, currently, its general consensus reads as follows. A flawed yet fun and fast-paced space adventure, Solo, a Star Wars story, should satisfy newcomers to the saga, as well as longtime fans who check their expectations at the theatre door. You know what? I, cu- I couldn't have said that last part better myself. You need to check your expectations at the door for you to truly enjoy this film. Yeah, that's very true. Um, it it was told very much in a non-Star Wars kind of way, I thought. Would you not agree? Like, it didn't feel yeah. like it was along the same kind of... Um, the more I think about it, the more I realise that they broke some cardinal rules of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Do tell. Why? break. Okay, well, all right, spoiler territory for those of you that have we can, not seen we, Solo. If you don't want to have spoilers, just, jump about seven minutes down the line from here. Yeah, we'll try and contain it to the next seven minutes. The spoiler um, part, we'll keep talking about it, though. Yep. All right, so the opening of the movie. Um, Rogue One kind of broke the cardinal rule. But this one just sort of threw it right out the window. So for every Star Wars movie that's ever, like every episodic Star Wars movie, soon as the text finishes scrolling, the camera pans a particular way. I can't yep. remember. It's either up or down, whichever one it is. Um, it's both, when... isn't it? No, it always pans one particular way. Well, because in in a New Hope, there was it's panned. Oh yeah, it pans a certain... I think it panned up, because then there was the... No, it yeah. panned down. It pans one particular way, because then in and Rogue One... The, the big the in, big ship goes yep. over the top of them. Yep. And then Rogue One panned the opposite way to every other Star Wars movie. This film didn't, didn't even do the panning. It literally starts going to these blinding quick shots of light, of... Han hot-wiring a vehicle. Yeah, it was a weird introduction to Mr. Solo, was it not? It was also... Uh, yeah. It... it. I don't know. The, uh, despite the fact that Star Wars is... Let's be honest. It's kind, it is kind of lame. Like, even... I'll, I do really, really love it and I enjoy it. But it is comprehensively lame. Whereas... With this, it was cheesy. It wasn't so much lame. It was really cheesy, and that was, it was a cheesy was movie, wasn't it? It was, it was really cheesy, but but, but Han was, is cheesy. Yeah, he like, is, but he's also. I I see him as more the bad guy in a lame world, which is Star Wars. Whereas in this, he was just cheesy in a cheesy movie inside of a lame world, and it was like. <laughs> Just because some of the jokes and stuff like that, and they were just like, of course you're going to make the joke, and you've made the joke. There you go. You just made that joke because they you you know presented with the opportunity. Like I mean, there was the moment where the the you know Han smashed through the boom gate, and then the security the android security guard went, oh, you can't do that, can't do that, and then he got destroyed by the thing chasing up behind it. It was like, of course that was going to happen. Like they're really predictable really playing it safe in the way that they told jokes and stuff like that. Just, yeah. 
jumping on jokes that they wouldn't have to or shouldn't have, but they did because it was cheesy. I didn't feel like it needed to really take any risks as a movie. It just needed to be fun. And and it served that purpose quite nicely by the end of it. It, it, it was a, just fun. It was, yeah, it was good. I, I did enjoy watching it quite a bit. Um, I'd happily... Rewatchability's there, so I'd definitely rewatch it. Maybe not at the movies, but I'll definitely rewatch it when I've, I've got the file for it. Um, or the movie at home. A take-home version. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, something like that. So, um, what else? Take home version. Yeah, yeah, take home version. I don't know the home home movie version of it. <laughs> I don't know what else do I say? Um, sure. <laughs> I don't know why that's the part we're stuck on. Anyway, the uh, so the movie mm. was fine. It was a good movie. I did enjoy it. Um, was it not? You told me. You told me the reason why this movie existed. And how the, the writer of yeah. Hope was involved? It was the writer of Empire Strikes Back, Lawrence oh, Kasdan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he had always wanted to tell the story of how Han made the Kessel Run. And so, sure enough, he got the opportunity to make that movie. Yep, and it showed him making the Kessel that, Run. That, that, was, that was the driving force. And of course, as as to be predicted in seeing a young Han Solo, we see a young Millennium Falcon too. There it is. We do. We see how he how it comes to be in his uh, possession. Uh, how friends become acquainted. Um, we yeah. also see the the, we get- the love for someone else. I found that interesting. I didn't expect it at all, if I'm honest, because I, I, we didn't, despite seeing most of the trailers, we never saw the story or what, I, I could never grasp what the story was going to be about in this movie. Um, that made me happy, actually. I yeah. liked going in with no clue whatsoever about what the plot was going to be. That felt so nice and refreshing. But it's meant to be that Han doesn't have anyone and then suddenly he met some, like a woman that would tame him and it was Princess Leia. But turns out there yeah, was but, another. Yeah, but what made him become the renegade, the rogue, all of that? I, I think having his heart broken to mould him into that makes more sense. And that Leia is his shot at redemption. There was a fantastic shot, though, in the movie, which I completely loved. And that was yeah towards the end of the movie when they arrived on that desert planet, desperate to unload the whatever the hell they had. Yeah. And they were in the bar there. And uh, they just you just start to see in the reflection or through the like the wispy kind of rotating um, wind turbines and stuff like that and decoration. The pirates standing outside and just seeing a flicker mm. of them all standing there. And it was just like, oh, God. Really good. I loved seconds after that. When they're standing and facing them, Han. And the camera's right down mm. at the level of Han flicking the holster open for the for the blaster. Mm. That just it it reminded me that Han is a cowboy. That that is his character. Yeah, and that this movie is in many ways some kind of riff on old westerns. Hmm. 
and it made me yeah. really happy to see that well, they, he they was there the ready for a shootout. Yeah, there was a train uh, robbery. Train it's- robbery, and uh, <laughs> I mean, well, you know, hashtag Han shot first. You know, yeah, it, you yep. see him with that blaster, the bloody blaster. All in all, though, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would watch it again. And with Star Wars, of course, I'm going to watch it again. But it's, you know, it, I, I just thought it was fun. It didn't have to be some critical darling. It just had to be fun. And it didn't have to be like Rogue One. Rogue One wasn't about just being a rollicking good time. It was about telling a very dramatic story. This was not about that at all. It was literally just... Check your brain at the door. Have some fun. What I what I do like about these uh, Star Wars story films is that, despite the fact they're not critically, you know, they're not the saga, but they are adding to it. They're supporting pieces to it. It's not just made, it's not it's not just like what we are going to get. We are getting from the writers of Game of, or creators of the television series of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, Star Wars, completely Skywalker unrelated Star Wars movies. I like that these ones are standalone, individual, not connected, but at the same time, strong supporting pieces. I think they're really cool for that for that reason. It's like Rogue One. Rogue One was awesome. Like it was a story that really no one really thought about or really cared that much about, but they made something yeah. that was cool. Like I, I really like Rogue One. I know Same. some people don't like Rogue One, but I really liked Rogue One because it was a refreshing story where you didn't have to be like, oh, when are we going to see, like, when are we going to see um, Luke or when are we going to see Leia? Like, no, just, it's, they're not there. They're not. It's not about them. It's not relevant at all. Exactly. Not even remotely. Mm. And that was the nice thing about it. It was refreshing in that it was just different people. They're not going to, they can't do a sequel because that's stupid. That would be pointless. So they're just they're there to tell one story and they tell that story. Yep. You know what I found refreshing in Solo? The fact that, that we did not we did not hear the phrase the force at all. Ever. Not once. That's true, we didn't. That's very true. That wasn't that, that wasn't mentioned at all. I didn't even not think once. about that. It was beautiful. I just oh, oh good. I also Obviously Yeah yeah. No, you no, you go. You, this point still yeah, relevant. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, just, no, I was going to change right. the subject slightly. Go continue. You, cha- you change it. I was just going to keep rambling about how happy I was about okay. that. Okay. Well, I, I, I did not pay attention or realize Amelia Clark was in this movie. As in before the movie or after the movie? No, before the movie. <laughs> Obviously, I know after seeing it, but when I saw her, I was like, "Oh, what." In fact, I didn't realize it was Amelia Clark till about the second time we met her. If you know what I mean, not not. Wait, wait, really? Yeah. So the whole first like bit of the movie, I didn't even realize it, and then it was when we met her the second time that I was like, "Oh, oh, wow, <laughs> yeah. wow, 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 <laughs> wow. yeah, wow." Yeah, I didn't didn't even realize. It's quite surprising. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even dawn on me. I just I was just enjoying it that much, and that engrossed in just the story that I didn't even realize. That's good. That's mm. really good. Mm. Yeah. I, I also I also do like the slight references later in the movie, 
um, to going and meeting some uh, big gangster. Yeah, the huts. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, heading heading to is. Tatooine. <laughs> what do you reckon? What do you reckon the next Star Wars story is going to be? Do we know? Well, well, that's the discussion right now because they've just announced the Boba Fett one that will be made by um, James Mangold, who did Logan and the Wolverine. So it might be quite tricky. Yeah, but at the same time, that was announced before the final figures for opening weekend came out. Mm. And because financially it's not doing as well as they'd hoped. We don't know. Oh, yeah, thanks. Oh, I don't normally yawn on the show, but it's been a big day. Mm. Mm. So, can you explain to me a little bit, why is the... uh, I'm completely open to it, I have no problem with it. Am I missing something on the complete excitement factor of Boba Fett and finding out more about Boba Fett? Why Why is so many people like, no, we didn't want the solo story, we wanted Boba Fett. Like, okay, that's I cool. Think, I think possibly because the possibilities for that character are he's somewhat a, he's a, endless. But he's a, he's a bounty assassin. hunter. Yeah, he's yeah. a bounty hunter. So what, that, that's just, it's basically just... Telling you stories about seeing bad people and how he brings them in. Like, that's that's okay. That's kind of been done by in other I, worlds. I always think the hype for Boba Fett came out of um, came out of all the toys that would have been sold in the 80s. I think well, that's also, what did well, also it. Also from Attack of the Clones, right? That would have renewed it. Mm-hmm. And when would it be set? Do you reckon it would be set between Attack of the Clones and, um, you know, the, the original trilogy? Or do you reckon it would be before Attack of the Clones? Well, if it's before Attack of the Clones, it's Jango Fett, not Bobber. So. Because mm. Bobber's a kid when he... Yeah, but we, but, but we could see him, like... Well, do you reckon... Well, that's, well, that's it. Do you reckon they would go from telling the father's story, then merge into... You know, Bubba's story, or... Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I just... It's like, oh, for God's sake, just... I, d- I don't understand why... Why they insist on doing it. If, if there's a good story to tell, then sure, do it. Personally, I want you and McGregor back. I want my oh, Obi-Wan you movie. You telling... You and me both. I'd love... I'd love to even... Even just that, though... Even just the years before, what would you want it to be between um, Revenge Three and of the four. Sith? Yeah. Yep. 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 Even, I want his training just... with with an old master has found his way through the Force. I I want Qui Gon back. And and even just the way, you know, the fact that he his intentions was to spend his years just waiting and looking over Luke. Even that, just just that, I yeah. because you know I've only ever seen Revenge of the Sith once, and when I watched it, that was because I could never get past Attack of the Clones because that is just the most tedious film viewing I think in my entire life. Besides, you've maybe. only seen Revenge of the Sith once. I have because I never got through Attack of the Clones, and I'd always be like, "Well, if this was this bad, how bad?" And they're getting progressively worse amongst these three new movies. 
surely the third one's going to be fucking awful. But no, Revenge of the Sith is the best movie of the three originals. Um, uh, sorry, my of, order of, of sorry of the three new, you know second lot of trilogies. The, the prequels. The prequels. Yes. That. Okay. Okay. So let's forget about everything except for the first six films for a second there. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six. If I'm ranking order of favorites, Revenge of the Sith comes in at number two. Really? That high Really? Up. Really? I can't, I-, I can't deal with um, old mate's acting still. That just makes me want to cry. Ah, I, can, I can overlook that. Oh, if I God. order them... Oh, if I order them, what, what do I do? Five, three, four, six, one, two, or two, one. I don't know. I mine don't would think, be... I don't know. I don't know. Mine would be five, six, four, three, and then forget the others. Yep. <laughs> yes. Just don't even yes. rank. Yes. Because they are rank. Um... No, I give something to the Phantom Menace. It's got pod racing. That's true. It has pod and, racing. And Jewel of the Fates. But it has the most amount of um, old mate stupid head. Don't say that. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So you so, so if there's a Star Wars story... But would you want it to be a Star Wars story? Because it might only get the one. Yeah, but Solo may get sequels. You reckon? Well, yeah, they set it up for more. And they're signed on for sequels. Oh, okay. All all of them are. All of them signed on to continue. Okay. Hmm. Well, all those that live. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Okay, so you so you want a, a Obi-Wan movie. If you couldn't have Obi-Wan, what else would you want? Qui-Gon movie. Okay, I want could, Liam Neeson back. If you couldn't have a... Okay, then. Here's another one. If you couldn't... If you couldn't have a character-based movie, but you would have an idea-based movie like what Rogue One was... Knights what? of the Old Republic. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. Good answer. It's a, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> That's a good answer. Ah, uh, Star Wars. I also would like to see some kind of war movie that is basically the battle after Return of the Jedi. Something between episode six and seven in that in that big time gap where the battles begin and the Empire becomes the First Order and the Rebels become yeah. the Resistance. I, I, I want to see those battles and the fallout and the formation of the New Republic. I would absolutely agree with that because I would like to see where they decided to shit on what they'd set up so beautifully at the end of return yeah because some of that some of that is touched upon in star wars um uh what what is the game um battlefront Mm. yeah um you can play some of that in there the battle on the planet what's what's the planet in episode seven where ray is from uh, is it, is it, is it Jeddah? No, not Jeddah. What is it? It's, um, the one that she's from, whatever it is. Yeah. Cause there was a big battle on that planet and that's, you can actually play that battle in the game. Oh, that's pretty cool. 
Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm interested in, in that. I'd love to see this big war Again, movie done that's, in And there. that's still a touchy subject for me and a lot of Souls fans is the fact that they just completely shut on, completely shut on all that they finished in return in the lead up to 7. It was almost like, again, and that's where the complaints come in, where number seven is very similar to number four. Well, where the hell did that all go wrong? And yeah, that would be excellent to see that. I'd love to see an explanation for it. If they can they've have an written, explanation for it. They've yeah. written comics and and books that are technically canon that do bridge the time gap. So I don't read or would care about any of that stuff. I want to see it on the big screen. Because Star Wars started as a big screen thing, and that's what I care about it as. Yeah, fair. Fair call. Like, again, like, I, I know that there's TV shows like Clone Wars and there's other things and there's comics and books and lore and everything. I, I don't have time for any of that. I just care about the The movies is the only thing that's... Well, Solo real. linked Solo linked heavily into Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels um, with that sneaky reveal at the end of the movie. Hmm. Yeah, the Darth the Darth Maul reveal that was. I I love that. Uh, um, I love that when when all these ideas for different movies being created came out, how so many people were like, ah, oh, well, what about what about would they do a Darth Vader movie? Oh, what you mean like the bloody saga, you idiots! The whole bloody saga. <laughs> it's like, yep, <laughs> that's that happened. <laughs> Arrested Development Skywalker Edition. <laughs> it's literally Star Wars. <laughs> oh, my word. Here's anyway. the story of a family that lost everything. <laughs> and the one son <laughs> who tried to keep them all together. <laughs> <laughs> Luke is Jason Bateman. That's, oh, that's all it dear. is. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Here's some money. Uh, Go see a Star War. <laughs> there's, ah, uh, there's always money in the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> there's money in the Death Star. <laughs> oh my word! Um, we were talking earlier on uh, about movies that were coming back because you brought up the fact that there's likely to be a Shrek Five. Oh god, I'm regretting reading that, but yeah, because, apparently because that's a I thing. Because I remember, you know, I'd only ever seen Shrek one and two, and then I mem- I I just was it were they as big releases in the movies as one and two were three and four? They were, but you could feel the steam running out. The problem is the DreamWorks films don't do as well as they used to anymore. They started to fade. I don't know. I don't know. They've started to fade in the last few years. And it could be oversaturation. There could be too many. I I don't know. Like, okay, for instance, do you remember how big Kung Fu Panda was when it came out? Yes. And then Kung Fu Panda 2 was still massive. Yeah. Kung Fu Panda 3 was super quiet. There was Was there Kung Fu Panda Panda 3? Yeah, and it went to cinemas, and it's out on Blu-ray, and who knew? See, they just... Why, why did and they do it? But it's not... Because it, I wondered, I, th- I thought, oh, maybe we're getting older and we just don't notice as much anymore. But no, it's just getting quieter. Why do they do that, though? Why Are they 
I don't what, know. What, what's in it for them to do that? I don't know. It just, just it sh- seems to... I, I don't know. I don't... And, I, and we, we have a friend, of, a, a very dear friend of ours, you, you and I, who has seen Kung Fu Panda 3. Yes. Um, Mr. Brendan. Who said that, unfortunately, it just didn't hold up with the first two. Like, so it's it, it's good, but it's not great it's, like the first two are. It's dead set just a money grab. That's all that is. The one I am holding out for, which will be out next year, I think, is How to Train Your Dragon 3. That well, how, I'm many, how many steps are there to this Training a Dragon? Well, it's actually a very big book series that those films are based on. Hmm. I, I'm I, very much looking forward to that. But I just I only just remembered that uh, Shrek was based on off of a book. <laughs> yes, with I those god awful pictures of what the book. Oh my god! I can't <laughs> believe that. I'm so glad I sent that to you. Did we put them on the page? No, but we should. We should we put will, them on there. We will post some... All right, audience, <sighs> we will post some pictures on our Facebook page for you very soon of some illustrations from the novel Shrek by William Stieg to show you just how far um, how far it came from, from a wee little book to a really weird and twisted children's comedy. I, again, three and four was just that's just bizarre. I mean, I remember I saw about five minutes of Shrek three on the ads, but I, I almost missed three, and then I started seeing ads for Shrek Forever After, and I was like, "What? What do you mean Forever After four? What was number three? And I did, but it's funny. My mindset didn't go. Oh, there's another Shrek movie I can go watch. It was more like, "Oh no, thanks." It's very hard. They made and, a. Brilliant first movie and then topped it <laughs> with a sequel. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome, and they just absolutely lost it from there. And and yeah. I think I saw a picture of the um of the premiere, and there was you know um, Cameron Diaz, Mike Myers, and Eddie Murphy there. And to see them, the three of them there, I was like, wow, they kept the original cast for it, and I don't care. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking on my shelf right now, and the only Shrek movie I have on disc is Shrek 2. Shrek DOS. Shrek 2. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Only, it was the only one I was really interested in, in making a beeline for. Mm. Oh. oh, dear. And then, of course, we, we spoke about other movies. We spoke about uh, triplets, of course. And my yeah. protest to that, I protested. To you, well, I, 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 well, I didn't protest. I sarcastically claimed to you, oh, so obviously the original cast won't be that. If you don't know, tri- Triplets is the um, sequel to Twins with um, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, except Triplets also has the third brother, Eddie Murphy, which they didn't know they yes. had. But then I, I, you know, in total sarcasm and cynicism... Is that the word? Yep. Cynicism? Yep. Uh, yep. Of course, though, that can't be the case. The original cast won't be there because they'll be completely recast in an all-female cast because that's what you do. If you bring back a movie nowadays, you can't have the original cast. You have to have an all-female cast of it, like Ghostbusters and like 
Um, Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8. Ugh. I, I don't know if I can be bothered watching Ocean's 8 because I watched Ghostbusters and it was a steaming pile of dog shit. It was not Ooh. funny and it wasn't... I didn't like Ghostbusters at all. Not because it was an all-female cast. That's not the reason. Because it wasn't good. It was just cheesy, crappy, lame jokes that weren't funny and that were it was like well i i know that dan Aykroyd and everything like that were involved with it but i didn't give a shit that it wasn't it that they should have called it ghost hunters or something completely different it had no purpose at being a continuation see i've gotten into quite a few debates with some pretty diehard fans of ghostbusters and, I know and that i'd you like say to that con- it's in a it's in a another universe or something like that and that's why dan yeah. Aykroyd and ben and and uh, bill murray and stuff made appearances yeah but i don't care it doesn't it's just crap it but, was a crap but, but movie it, but it's also arguing the quality because I, I i found it funny and i did enjoy it and i am a massive massive fan of the originals i love the originals i can quote them it's some of my earliest memories of going to the video store are hiring Ghostbusters. I just this, I, this I love Ghostbusters. Had, well, this sequel had the completely different sort of humor in it. Yeah, but it, I felt like they rather than what would you prefer? Would you prefer that they use the humor that doesn't play to the actors' strengths but still fits the tone of what we know? Or try something different and go with the actor's strengths, even if it doesn't necessarily line up with what the original was. I, I would the, rather the that former. they play to the strengths. No, I disagree. Uh, I disagree they... because put it put them in a different movie then. Don't don't cast not for the movie then. Don't go. Oh shit. Oh okay. So they're all, they're going to be all female this time. And, oh, wait, they don't fit anything of what, what actually is what it is like. Okay, let's just completely make it... Let's make it something completely different, but keep the name on it. Let's just that's, let's do that instead. No, tell those was... actors to fuck off and yeah. do something that is still in the tone of a Ghostbusters movie instead of Chris Hemsworth being that dopey piece of shit, like, um, secretary. Like, oh, my God. Like, just, yeah, it, it was just crap. It was just a shit version of... You like got to remember though that that helped like that. that helped open the gateway for him to be I don't able care. to but I don't to care do, that doesn't to matter. do Ragnarok as a comedy. That's true, uh, but but it but he was so uninteresting in it and such a dumb character and they were all so clumsy and stupid and just it's like they were trying to make it like they were like oh crap Bridesmaids was a massive success so let's make a more G-rated version of that. And, um, yeah, let's do that. Th- that's what we're going to do, except with ghosts in it. So it was just, like, lazy. It was just felt lazy and felt like they were doing it because, oh, it's got to be females in it or else people won't see it because we're all about feminism and equality. Yeah. Same reason. Um, same reason I don't care about Ocean's 8 because I'm just like, this is just stupid. Like, call it heist or something. Call- make it something completely different. Why the hell does it have to be... What... Like, make it something else, because this this movie series, these movie series were all about a cast that was all, were, were all men. A couple of supporting female act, um, actors, but and that's, and they that's were all okay, men. But, and that's but what the cast was. Not okay. Exactly, that's yeah, not okay. Yeah. You can, no, now, nowadays, instead of being now like... Now it's not okay anymore. But that's ridiculous, because why the hell should it be that, um, oh, 
So this series is all about these male, this male cast. Oh no, no, no! But no, now, now we have to make it so that not, not so they're like not so that boys and girls can play nice and play together. No, no, just replace all the men with the females instead. That's what. We're, no, give them something else. Give it bloody. I don't know. Call it um, Lake Eleven or Sea Eleven or heist movie or girls heist or something else why the fuck does it have to be the same thing but with females this time like that is just ridiculous this is a stupid well this is thing. well this is the this is the debate that's been going on should um should james bond be redone as a female actor now no or? no that's absolutely ridiculous because don't do that because that's not well, what was the, that's not what the book was. The book was never. Oh, had I known that equality was uh, going to be such a big thing in the future, or feminism was going to be such a big thing in the future, uh, I I'm actually going to not make it a male character. I'm not going to make it a male spy, and therefore change what I had intended to write. I'm actually going to change it to be a female. Like no, that's just completely stupid. That's well, imagine imagine going back and imagine them rewriting the Bible with Jesus as a female and being like, oh, because. Well, Maybe we don't know. Maybe it turns out that he actually wasn't a man. Well, that, no, that's just fucking ridiculous. That's not what. That's not what it is. Write something else. Do something else. Why do they have to recast or redo or rewrite exists? a character? Yeah. Don't yeah. change what already exists. Do something else and give someone else a shot. Give someone else another movie. Make it uh, an American spy or another British spy, but she's a female. There's Johnny English. It's a British spy, but it's a comedy. Were you yeah. going to say that no, James Bond's not funny enough? So no, Joni English. Yeah, stuff, like, yeah. like it. It's just ludicrous. It's well, not the way it should be. See, one of my one of my all time favorite television shows is gender bending um, for its upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Who. We're having the first female Doctor. Mm-hmm. The the thing is though, this is something that in in this particular instance it had been discussed for for over thirty years. The actors playing the role had said, oh, "I'd love to see a woman take on the part at some point." That was being tossed around in the eighties. The they were talking about this, mm. but the the exception here is that um, I know you don't watch the show, so I have to explain for you. Wait, wait, wait. What what's what is it? Doctor Who. Yeah, I don't know. I'm asking you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I didn't I don't know, know who, why I bother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Continue. Okay, so the Doctor is an alien. So this is this is where this works out. Wait, the Doctor who is? isn't. Yes. <laughs> Continue. The, the 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 Doctor is an alien. The Doctor is a Time Lord from the planet Gallifrey. Gender is not really a like so the doctor the doctor regenerates yeah. right uh, like like all the time wards they can regenerate when they regenerate they don't actually have any control over what their next body is going to be and and part of that is that they can change gender they've already done it with the doctor's arch nemesis um, mm. whose gender changed a few seasons back wait doctor whose gender changed. The Doctor's arch nemesis. Get it? Because you said who whose gender changed. Oh my goodness! Continue. Sorry. I'm gonna make you watch all of it. You know. That, no, right? I'm sorry. Please just continue. I'm sorry. Uh huh. 
Mm-hmm. Continue. <laughs> That's all right. I'm looking at this hilarious um, picture of you on my phone now. Oh. Since you're now my screensaver. <laughs> and I pulled that face intentionally. Was that photo taken today? No. Oh. Ages ago. Oh, I thought she took it and sent it to me today. Oh, oh well. Um, yeah, the point being that, like, it makes sense when it's a character where it's perfectly applicable to do it. Mm. But we are currently in, in a day and age where you have to be so careful with what you say, who you say it to, and the context in which you say it. Mm. And like, if, if anyone was offended by what I said, you're completely retarded because I, again, I shouldn't use that word, but I did, because I didn't, I didn't say anything that was wrong. I'm not saying that men and female aren't equal. I'm saying that it's ridiculous to go ahead and change something the complete opposite way in the search for fem- feminism or equality. Like, that's ridiculous. That's just so stupid. I, I want to go out and, and make a movie called John of Arc, you know? Mm. Just just putting it out there. I You know, why not? Pocahontas. Um, Pocahontas is now Peter Hontas. Yeah, Billy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. Like it's just it, it's ridiculous because that's not what was created. That's not what Why, the story is. The this this is a far bigger problem. It, they they want to change characters around instead of addressing the real issue that there should be more original, strong female characters. Mm. Don't Why isn't rewrite there... something to yeah. be something else? That's not don't don't change not something. it at all. Don't change it. Just add more. Be creative. Be inventive. Again, I don't care if they make a Ghostbusters-style movie. I don't care if they make an Ocean's 8-style movie, because they're great movies. If someone else did it, again, with an all-male cast, but in another thing, I'll go see that movie, because that's cool. If they make a James Bond, and it is a female, but it's called something completely different, it's not the James Bond story being told, but oh, this time, look at look at us, everyone. We've already, we we've already seen this. Uh, Atomic it's, Blonde. It's, yeah, it's fine. Like, I'll happily go yeah. and watch it, but I don't yeah. want to support it because you're bullshitting what was already there. I, it's just, it's, it's either dead set a cash grab or a PR kind of thing, um, or... You're just completely fucked up because you're an idiot. Like it's stupid that they're doing it, and that's why I don't care for them at all. I, think I don't writing, care about these movies. R- mm. Writing just needs to be better, whether whether it's a film or a book or whatever. Be original, mm. and, and come up with new characters instead of butchering things that we already have. Yeah, because it is butchering it. You can't say I'm, you can't, and don't you dare say, "Oh, excuse me," because there's females and it's butchering. No. Mm. It's no. butchering it because you're fucking with the original. Like, you're messing with this world. I know I know the Ghostbusters thing is a big thing for you, it's, and it's it's not so much a big thing for me as, as a key example because I, I rationalise it as being in an alternate timeline mm-hmm. but, because but that's they, what but, it is. But they... Like, but I don't care that it is because that's because that's not said at but, any point on but screen the thinking behind count. it the thinking behind all of it that frustrates me the way it frustrates you i get that mm-hmm. i get that the end result didn't bother me so much i i quite enjoyed the movie but 
the reasoning behind making it and having to make it that way. Mm. I, we waited years for more Ghostbusters on screen. That's why I'm so glad that we had that Ghostbusters game. That Ghostbusters game was fantastic. Oh, with the original the cast. Yeah, yeah, that was such yeah. a great game, and I love that game still now. Like that was such a good game, and I treat that as almost lore. We've rambled about movies a lot tonight. You we had did. some interesting stuff to talk about, though. I did. You did. You had something non-movie related that we could have talked about. I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, was it the um? Uh, I got two things to have a look at. Uh, one of which was, I think, are we talking about the unluckiest guy? That's one thing. What was the other? Wasn't wasn't the James Cameron thing? Was it? No, I was just reading that to you. So, uh, but we've mentioned that. I'll quickly bring it up. So, James Cameron. It is movie-related, I guess. A little <laughs> James, bit. So James Cameron uh, has a theory as to... Uh, well, not a theory, but <clears throat> kind of stated the obvious and then made an advertisement for himself um, in that... So he's in, in relation to MH370, as we know, James Cameron is a uh, massive deep-sea explorer, of course. He also... You know, he's visited the Titanic countless times as well. Um we know he has. We know that he loves that kind of stuff. He invests heavily in that. He's coming up with new information or new technology for it. And mm. he's talking about how, how essentially the whole article is just about him stating the obvious, which is it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. The ocean's so difficult to explore. And like we've heard by many people countless times, we know more about Mars and the moon than we do about you know our own planet and what's at the bottom of the ocean. So... Um, uh, he ended up, the article ended by him just saying, hey, come and uh, see me if you want some better technology because you'll find nothing at the moment with the technology you have. I, though, and I think you would agree, would rather him just get on with it and keep making his movies. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> yeah. And there we go. I Straight would like that very much. Uh, and now yeah. I was trying to toss up between who, between one, between this, this person and another for who would get our um, very special uh, uh, prize at the end of every episode. Unfortunately, for the second time today, this person is missing out on that uh, crown. (coughs) Not that he can wear a crown. Uh, In that, uh, I refer to this story that I first wrote on I Fucking Love Science, a terrific website and Facebook page. Um, And it relates to a man who, uh, the headline of the story is The Skeleton Belongs to the Unluckiest Guy in History. And I'll tell you all about this. So what it was, as we know, Pompeii uh, fell. It fell, (coughs) excuse me, it fell to uh, Vesuvius um, erupting. And uh, despite the fact that Pompeii is, is quite famous for the fact that it stood surprisingly well, there were bits of Pompeii that did fall and fell um, to the damage caused by Vesuvius. Uh, and this man was caught up in that. He was running, uh, absolutely fearing the fact that Vesuvius was erupting and uh, consuming the town in which he, he lived. And he was running and running and running and trying to get his way as fast as he can, as much as he could. When, I'm sure, in a quick glance over his shoulder while running away from 
the impending doom, uh, a large stone, thought to be a stone which would have uh, sat above a doorway, as a, a mantle above a doorway, uh, came hurtling down and slammed right into his head, flattening his head into the ground and burying it under the ground, uh, leaving the rest of his skeleton. I'll put, put a picture of it up on the Facebook page as well. Uh, uh, his skeleton just lying there in the ground and a stone at about a 45 degree angle sticking out of the ground and obviously where his head was completely missing Drew that's got to be pretty unlucky is it not well ain't that the hole in the head um Ugh. yeah I'm sorry <laughs> um <laughs> no oh, it's I think it's fascinating, really. I was it saying is to very, you before, I, I would yeah. love to go to Pompeii. I really would. It would be interesting, to say the least. But what a discovery. Mm-hmm. E- exactly. It was, a, it was a fantastic discovery. Uh, the squash skeleton I mean, was recently discovered at the freshly explored area of Vicolo dei Balconi near Pompeii. Archaeologists believe that the skeleton belongs to a man no older than 30 years of age um, who was attempting to hide in a back alley and... Uh, the body was actually found at the first story level, which means that um, she was midway through running and hiding when suddenly he got thrown back and dropped by this large rock. The remains of the skull have not yet been found, although it is unlikely any of it will be left. Well, naturally, seeing as his head was vaporized by a bloody huge ass uh, stone landing on his head. Yeah. Oh, well. That's incredibly unlucky. The fact that you can almost effectively see his entire body, except for where his head was. It's like it's like st- someone lying on the floor and you dropping a couple of bricks straight down onto their head. Like, it's just nailed him really, really perfectly, but that's quite unfortunate. I find the whole of Pompeii quite interesting, though. What an interesting... Um, I mean, the guy was going to go anyway. One way or the other, he was gone. Yeah, he, he wasn't getting away from it. But, um, yeah, no. isn't Pompeii fascinating? The fact that what it is, where it is, and how much of it is, is like a time warp. Um, we're just, just frozen in time. And also just how fascinating the way that the the people's remains have been kept, sadly, mm. uh, for those people. but And also just the fear. The fear or the panic in them the way they're sitting there but nonetheless like it's unbelievable that they all remain in the way it works like I, yeah. I, I do really want to go to Pompeii too because it is so fascinating the way it's all just been preserved exactly is awesome like the fact that you can see channels down the footpaths or down the the road you're right or, you know, you're right though a time warp definitely because mm. you just see what it was like, and the fact there's graffiti on walls and stuff like it's just bizarre it's awesome Really, really, very awesome. And unfortunately for this gentleman, he does not get our sick Kent of the week. But uh, our next person does. Indeed. Our next person does. And this man is a winner. So the last one was a loser and he missed out. The next one is a winner. And that one goes to, we don't talk about sport very often, but I'd like to give this award to Daniel Ricciardo. Um, who recently won the Monaco Grand Prix. Now, I'll explain to you, Drew, a little bit of why I do think he deserves it. Not only because he won the Monaco Grand Prix, one of the most difficult races to win. Yeah. He topped, (coughs) excuse me again, practice one, practice two, practice three. He topped 
uh, I believe, every session of qualifying as well. Well, there are three sessions. I believe he topped all three of those. And he won the race. So he was fastest and dominant throughout the entire weekend, which is unbelievable and quite rare. Um, he also, the race is 78 laps long. On lap 18, he um, suffered a failure of in a Formula One car, because he's a Formula One race car driver. Uh, in, his, in a Formula One car, there's a component of the engine called the MGUK, which is, um, what does that even stand for? Uh, it Essentially, it, it controls the, the kinetic energy of the, of, of the, the car. So um, harvesting of um, kinetic energy from the brakes or from the car, just <coughs> its pistons pumping up and down, it's creating energy based off of that because the cars have batteries, they're hybrids, that kind of thing. That's very clever. So, yeah, it, yeah, it's very clever. So the car suffered a failure of that, which cost wow. him twenty-five percent of his car's power. Yep. Um, that equates to about twenty kilometers down in a straight line. Uh, he was about two seconds a lap slower than everyone else. Um, it meant that because this thing had failed, this this component of the engine contributes to the way the car slows down and the braking. He'd lost that, so his brakes, which in a Formula One car are not very big were overheating enormously and effectively on the brink of fire and breaking down. So yep. Daniel Ricciardo managed to push on <coughs> with massively reduced power, um, keep his tires. Uh, all the other drivers around him were struggling with the grip of their tires. They were wearing out too fast and whatnot. Daniel was able to pay attention to that. He was asking questions all the time about how the other drivers were doing, asking what he could do to manage it. He was also missing two gears from his car's gearbox as well, uh, as a result of this failure. He was told on lap 20 that this problem will stay for the race. He will not regain any power from it, and he is pretty much, you know, on his own out there. The team were considering retiring the car until the team owner said, you know what, it's Monaco, we're leading, let's just go until it breaks down. And because of Daniel Ricciardo's phenomenal ability, he kept the car going and won the race so he was cost he, he lost the race two years ago because his team in a pit stop forgot to bring tires out yes i repeat the team forgot to get tires for the pit stop they called him in for to swap tires how, how is that possible long story essentially the team fucked up and thought they had, had to get the wrong tires and then quickly ran back to swap the tires he came in wow yeah it was a disaster so big trouble there but he he managed to recover and win as a result of that uh, after that. Uh, sorry, he lost after that. And now this year, he was having power issues. He said after the race that he felt like crying as soon as he found out that he was having the issues. Like, just close his eyes and cry because it, the fact that this race was going to be taken away from him t again for the second time. And nope, instead, he went on to win. He won the race and he won it by actually a farewell. He was actually seven seconds up at the end of the race, which was a phenomenal job. Wow. He'd, he'd had a train of cars behind him, but he pulled away at the end there and won the race. So amazing job, amazing drive. The skill of that Australian was phenomenal. He's a future champion of the sport. I'm very, very proud of him. Yeah, Daniel Ricciardo, sick end of the week. A deserving win. A mm. very deserving win. That is wonderful. Abs absolutely. Uh, should I uh, round out the episode with a little bit of uh, On This Day? I think you should, but just quickly, if any of you out there are interested in taking home this prestigious prize, because, you know, we don't give it to just anybody, we we have to have a good reason to give it mm. to you. Um, 
feel free to drop us a line and we'll see what we can do to get you on the show because realistically for any of you to win this award that's going to be the easiest way to do it absolutely yeah let us know if you want to come on the show and have a little chat with us for an hour it'll we can't guarantee it'll be the best hour of your day but it'll be the most interesting yeah absolutely look we're not going to pick on you (laughs) unless we don't like you uh we're not going to pick on you wow (laughs) well i get picked on all the time on this show you do every 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 guest all two of them just pick on me (laughs) we need to change that we we need a guest that won't it's yeah, that on you. my side. I mean, no one's against you because you're too kind, of, but you know. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sure there's someone out there that would rag on me for a whole episode. No, I wouldn't want to do that. It's too mean. I don't. <laughs> want, I don't. I don't. Me. I don't want it to happen to you either. <laughs> oh dear. I don't. Anyway. I don't wish it upon you. I, I do enjoy a little bit of it. Yeah. But thanks. There, there is a line drawn. That's why <laughs> someone didn't win Sick Kent of the Week a few weeks ago. Yeah, and I'm so proud of you for the, what you said there, in that one. There was a <laughs> very pointed reason that did not happen. <laughs> very satisfied to hear that. Uh, but yes. <laughs> Jeez. Drop, a, drop us a line if you would like to be a part of the show. Contact us on our Facebook page, our whatever other means you have of finding us. Carrier Pigeon, even. Yeah, Carrier Pigeon, absolutely always a, a winner there. I- I'll post, yeah. you know, you know, that old chestnut, um, smoke signals is often good as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep. Uh, alrighty. On this day, on this day, on some this significant day. events happen in 1279 BC, Ramesses II, also known as Ramesses the Great becomes Pharaoh of ancient Egypt. Uh, that's the 19th dynasty. That was, Woo. uh, what else do we have? Um, I said somewhat some before, but I can't find it. Uh, in 1910, Union of South Africa declares its independence from the United Kingdom. Uh, we also have in 1947, communists seize the power in Hungary. That's not a good one. Um, and in 2008, Usain Bolt breaks the world record in the 100 meter sprint uh, with a 9.72 second run. Um, and and it's Clint and. Eastwood's birthday. And it's Walt Whitman's birthday, and it's Brooke Shields' birthday. That's a and good day is, for birthdays. Yeah, it is, and that's today, 31st of May 2018. Holy crap, do you realise? Tomorrow is winter. Winter is coming! Has it not been winter for the last two weeks? Yes, yeah, Sydney, Sydney mind, winter. Mind you, how crazy has it been that we're now only... We're about, yeah, what, two and a half, three weeks into what we'd call autumn or yep. winter, when before yep. that it felt like it was still summer. Oh, it was horrible. It was brilliant. I loved it. No, hated it. I've been loved loving it. the cold. The cold I is hate, beautiful. I hate Bring the cold. it on. My joints get all sore, my face gets cold, and my face goes red, and I get dry skin, and I get sniffly nose, and it's gross. Yeah. put up with the cold in New York. <laughs> Yeah, I yup. Uh, that would have been your yup. You never get to say yup. Yeah. No, that's okay. I, I I like letting letting you have that one. Well, it's because I have no other things to say. I guess. Uh, yeah, well, plenty to say. You have a yeah, whole hour of that's things true. to I say. Have, I did have a fairly sizable rant. Isn't the whole this. point of this that we have a soapbox each week? <laughs> yeah, true. If you don't like what we say, go and start your own podcast and call it or, something else. Or better yet. Say something on the page. Tell us. Tell us True. what you don't want to hear anymore. Or, or what you do want to hear. 
or come on the show and say it. Yeah. Yeah, we see. You. See you. We oh, Jesus. You. DJ Quads is trying to get us out of here. I'm oh, sorry, God. DJ Quads. Mate, uh, mate, we love you, but calm your farm. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We get it. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Yep. Yeah.